Heidi Ho, it's been a month. We're back. What's Welcome up? back, snakes. <laughs> uh, stuff happened. We paused. We didn't see you in two weeks. It's been four weeks. Hello, snakes and peeps. Welcome to Confession Session, your <laughs> friendly neighborhood podcast that isn't so friendly. <laughs> oh, I forgot how to do this. I'm your host, number one, who forgot how to do this and is also just really jealous of whoever's grilling outside because right before we hit start, I got wafted in the face with like that, like good burger grilling smell. Mm -hmm. Smells so good. That sounds incredible. I am jealous. I am also host number two, (laughs) the the one who is jealous and extremely thirsty. Like, mm. extremely thirsty. <laughs> I'm sorry to be drinking water on video no, in front of you right now. That's okay. I'm actually drinking a Pedialyte um, mm. because I don't know why I'm so thirsty. And uh, we have a special guest host today. We, we wanted to make it up to you by being away for a whole month. Uh, so we brought you a special guest. It is my greatest pleasure to introduce you to guest host number three. Oh, <sighs> the crowd goes wild. <sighs> I'm the one who is not doing a food drink related topic and saying, I feel like swans are basically geese and I'm terrified of them all. <laughs> they're yes. monsters. I, they're out. They terrify me. And when I see parents who are like letting their child wander kind of dangerously close, I just wonder what their motivations are. <laughs> like the parents, not the geese. I know what the geese motivations are. <laughs> and when they feed and encourage them to stay around. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that part. They're weapons. They are nature's <laughs> weapons. Weapons of mass construction. <laughs> yes. Uh, just one quick disclaimer, reminder that the views that we are expressing in this podcast do not reflect the views of our employers. Um, never as do, I like to never will. <laughs> nope, never do, never will. That's perfect. So this is just us. Just us. Just us. What what have we been up to this last month, you might ask? Uh, you know, nothing really. <laughs> Just life, surprise travel. Oh, surprise travel. Uh, general malaise, the usual. Family gatherings of various shapes and sizes. Yeah, you know, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can confirm that down the South... While things are not as bad as you think they are, there are definitely stores with signs that say masks are not, not underlined, required to enter this store. So that's well, the situation I encountered. <laughs> don't you worry, buckaroo. They're adding an extra underline courtesy of the CDC. So. <laughs> or they won't let you in at all if you're wearing a mask. Yeah. Also, yeah. I. It's a weird feeling... Just for context, if you're listening to this podcast in 2023, thank God we've made it that far. Yes. Um, The CDC announced that masks now, if you're vaccinated, which of course is easily provable and totally not fakeable, (laughs) are not required outside or inside if you're vaccinated. And if you're not, you definitely have to pinky promise that you're going to wear a mask for sure, which totally means that the people who were not doing it, we're going to do it now. Yeah, it's weird because you definitely worry now that you're going to be a pariah, and I think it depends on where you are. It's weird to be on the other side, but maybe that's how they felt. Because I was like, but I know I'm right. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is is this what it was like to be an anti-masker a couple of months ago? Like, I know this is a hoax, (laughs) and it's all, like, 
They're injecting Bill Gates tracking stuff into my blood and I don't want to do it. And I know this to be true. Is that what it is? You know is what? Is that what this feels like? I-, I think it feels a little different. And one of the favorite things I saw was that they basically just gave up when they saw the cell filling trash cans full of gas when the gas shortage happened. So they just went, we give up. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. That happened days before. And then they were just like, we give up. We're... we're you're exploding your cars. We're, we we can't do anything else it's now. Just like I, I don't. I here. Listen, if you were to say that you don't have to wear your masks outside, fine. Literally, study after study after study is coming out that's saying outdoor transmission, unless you're in a freaking mosh pit, and mm-hmm. even then, like if you're outdoors, it's pretty difficult to get enough, you know, viral load or whatnot to get sick. But literally, study after study after study is like, hey, bud, uh, indoors is pretty bad. If you're breathing a little too aggressively, your shit's going everywhere. And yes. up everybody's nose and in everybody's eyeballs. And so it's like, why? How is it so hard? Because look, it's so nice out. Everybody's spending so much time outside. And I think a lot of people would be really jazzed. Like, cool, I don't have to wear a mask outside. It's so nice. I can right. breathe air and not my own stinky breath. But indoors is where the problem is going to be. Yeah. I think. But Since the beginning. Absolutely. And you would think you would think that the move would be to say, you no longer have to wear a mask. But I feel like a lot of the language is indicating, like, don't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And that's and, where it becomes yeah. so questionable. Like, I, I saw this statistic, um, you know, as just like as we were preparing for this podcast. It was like, which, which did you hear that? That's what we did this month. Preparing for prepared. the podcast. We, we're not known for preparing for this podcast. <laughs> Look at us. I There's a statistic and maybe, maybe y'all have seen it. It said um, basically that the CDC found that this past year between September, 2020 and May, 2021, there were 2,124 confirmed flu cases, not deaths, cases reported, which is down from 39 million cases in October 29 and April 2010. So let's like setting aside COVID for a minute, wear a fucking mask. Right. <laughs> again, again, if you want to make the, the indoor outdoor indoors, wear it on, I mean, all right, on planes, it's mandatory. Wear it in stores, wear it in what? restaurants when you're not eating, wear it in places where if you have the flu or a cold or anything, or, it's communicable, you yeah. won't give it to everybody you know. Or, or schools even, even though we have states that are saying schools are no longer allowed to require it. Yeah. Specific was, language was it, that. Was oh, it's it a Texas? few. Texas, it Texas, Georgia. It's a lot of states. Yeah. It's and, and and letting letting alone the fact that like yes, more and more kids are becoming eligible and that's great, but you have to also think about like a lot of kids who want to get vaccinated, you know, there's that timing. There's getting an appointment, which I know is a bit easier now, but then there's the waiting. So even mm-hmm. if all of high schoolers did become eligible however long ago, a lot of them I'm sure are still not fully vaccinated or maybe just got their second dose. Or so their it's parents not, are not yeah. for it. There's yeah. a lot of talk of that too. Yeah, well, absolutely. And especially I think as you get to like the younger kids, I feel like you're going to see that a lot more. Yeah. As you, you know, you can make the argument an older kid has some semblance of autonomy or if nothing else could probably go out and do it without telling their parents. Yeah. If they had to swing it. But yeah, it's or just even isn't there and this is again, I haven't prepared for this podcast. Isn't it are they still trying to figure out like folks who got the vaccine who are immunocompromised? It's not necessarily working as well for them. So like for people who are undergoing chemotherapy or any other 
the drugs you're on. Okay. So a lot of people with rheumatoid arthritis, like most of the drugs that they use to treat it, especially in severe cases, means that they are not getting the full benefits of the vaccine. So, so they're even... stopping those drugs, which is very painful, to hopefully get that full effect if their healthcare providers are telling them. Wow. Yeah. So, it's, it, so even if there's a possibility that if you're vaccinated, you know, it's obviously better than not being vaccinated in any circumstance, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm amused by the whole, the whole idea in this country of the honor system that like anyone, <laughs> and maybe they don't, <laughs> but like they have the pretense that like anyone's gonna be like, I, I'm not vaccinated, so I'll wear a mask. Or <laughs> I, pro or even honestly, uh, my brother was went to like a game, like a baseball game, and I think maybe had a photo of the card. Or they were checking for some kind of maybe they had an app because I think some places have an app. Mm -hmm. And he said they looked at it, but like you know the kind of there's glancing at it. Let me make sure that this is just something you have, and then there's like looking to make sure your ID is valid. And they were doing the first one because again, they're not trained professionals. They're people who are working at this baseball stadium. Then just like so, like they, it's so easy to fake it if you really wanted to. That's and the, the amount of time it would take to properly check. Right. Yeah. That's a good point too. You know, so it's the whole the bad actor problem because I'm sure you know I'm sure there are people who are who are like I don't want to get vaccinated and I'm willing to wear a mask, but I don't think that's a lot. And I, yeah, the Venn diagram, yeah, <laughs> the I, overlap. I honestly think there's more vaccinated people like like you know me and host number two and host number three who maybe we're gonna still wear our masks even if we're yep. vaccinated. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially indoors. Mm -hmm. So, you know. you know, we're running into the same thing, the same, it sounds like, based on what host number three was just describing too, and host, host number one that you had kind of brought up that what we're, the cycle that we're getting back into is once again, ableism, like people, people being like, oh, I don't have, I'm not immunocompromised and I have the vaccine. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to wear my mask, even though we don't know if you could still be spreading it. And it totally ignores the fact that there are people on certain treatments and certain drugs that like it's just not working as well for and it, it's just so disappointing how people keep overlooking that and abusing yeah. that and and just so it's great it seems like so far the vaccines are performing pretty well and so far they're lasting pretty well and we kind of are thinking that we're gonna probably need to get a booster at some point maybe but what you gonna do when we find out what that end date is? Now mm -hmm. that you've told everyone that, again, everyone's effectively wow. interpreted it as you don't need to wear a mask anymore, which I think that was a really good point, host number two. It's not, it's not don't wear a mask. It's you don't have to wear a mask if you're yes. vaccinated. But everyone is interpreting it as masks aren't needed. COVID is gone based on some social media things that I've seen of folks in yep. groups. Gave me a panic attack over the weekend. Oh my God. Like, I'm sorry. I, no, not actually, but literally seeing a video of a bunch of people in a crowded bar, no one had masks, singing. Mm -mm. I, uh, unfortunately, because of where I'm originally from, it is what I've been watching this whole year plus. I'm sorry. And now they're parading about it and like, you know, no. embracing it even more because of this, you know, no masks if you're vaccinated. Oh my God. So it's, very it's it's i mean 
it the other way was definitely easier to enforce quote unquote in the sense that you had a visual someone was either wearing wearing their mask or they weren't mm-hmm. that was a, you know a fair social indicator of what, whether they were you know doing what they needed to do aside from the fact that some people don't you know uh, don't like wearing masks because of the touch issue or what have you, there's obviously reasons, but now you have no idea. You have no idea if the person walking next to you on the street is vaccinated and not wearing a mask because they're outside or unvaccinated and not wearing a mask because they don't want to anymore. Yeah. It's insane. So, and also something else that I saw to it, I feel bad for all the small businesses Less, maybe less so in some of the southern states where they were, you know, with their underline, you definitely, we promise now, extra, extra, don't have to wear a mask. But in, let's say, the northern states or the states where they've been taking it a little bit more seriously, or even if you're a store owner who just felt like you wanted people to wear a mask inside your store because you liked not getting COVID, they have to be the mask police now. Yeah. And so as if they didn't deal with it enough, with enough hostility from the Karens out there or whoever else. I mean, I feel like... They still dealt with it before. Oh, yeah. But now I feel like it's going to be oh, worse. Yeah. It is. So that's, you know, that's, uh, we, we, we as Americans have proven to be nothing else if not caring about other people and uh, not liars and do the <laughs> things that we're asked to do. If nothing, we've, we've surely been, we can do that. If there's nothing else that I've seen from the American people, it's that we're trustworthy and care about other people. So. What do you mean self-entrusted? Oh, you didn't say that. <laughs> Literally what the country was based upon. It's fine. It's fine. I saw someone too on, I think like maybe Facebook, who was saying like for a country that thinks it's free. And they were the issue that they were referencing was, I think, as I think back on it, along the lines of, the issue where like if your healthcare provider allows you to like you have to work with them to get off treatment to get like your your then your vaccine and get back on like <laughs> and all of that requires certain coverage and like obviously it's going to cost an arm and a leg to do literally anything that you want to do even if it's medically required to save your life for a country that thinks it's free we really are the <laughs> like free so- to not have anything anything oh no it's part of the country that you live in yeah it's it's so stupid it's so ignorant when people run around talking about that gotta love the usa it's so good isn't it aren't we so glad (laughs) love it thrilled (laughs) oh happy to be here (laughs) (laughs) us Speaking of other things, I'm just so happy to be here for capitalism. All of number one, love Woo. capitalism. Everyone loves and, it. And uh, just, uh, I mean, I, this is not a unique thing to the U.S. because I was half reading about some shit that was going down in Canada where they were re- like really fighting back tooth and nail to give people sick leave mm. or something. And I'm very paraphrasing because, again, I do no prep work or research before this podcast. So this isn't a problem unique to the U.S., but just the company's not giving a shit about, I mean, realistically, people during this time or in the future, uh, unless it serves their own self-interests. In another one of my smooth, it's been a month planned transitions. Crushing it. uh, Boy, are companies and CEOs backtracking on the whole remote work thing now that the CDC has said you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Preach. It was all... 
been laws in Florida related to it too. Like they don't want oh. people remote. Yes, I have to. I'll have. I, I did not prepare for this because I didn't know I was doing this. But <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a surprise. Neither do we, for what it's worth. <laughs> Genuinely, our it's mostly. I saw something on Twitter that said something like this, and we don't have it up. So that's literally our preparation. What were you thinking of though? They're making laws saying like no remote you can't. work. <laughs> So, like, they're making, like, strict things of, you know, basically kind of, like, you can work from home or not. So, determining, you know, kind of starting with state employees on who can work from home instead of the office and, like, cracking down on it in the next, you know, six or so months. Wow. But it's just, it's so weird that... You know, and uh, I understand remote work isn't for everybody. So I'm, again, I think that was something we talked about in our last podcast. The one thing that we've learned is it's okay to give people the flexibility to work the way that suits them best, because mm-hmm. don't you want money, big corporate CEO man? Don't you want them to be super duper ultra productive? Let people work in the ways in which they are super duper ultra productive, because don't you mm-hmm. like that? I thought you liked that. Yeah. Ooh, whoa, train of th- it's been a while. Um <laughs> You know, everyone's talking about how good remote work was in many cases, or if nothing else, a lot of companies were thinking about even hybrid or remote work for the foreseeable future. Or Oh, it's been pretty nice, actually. So people who want to work remote can stay remote. It seems like the second the CDC came out with, again, this mask mandate, which again, everyone or not mask mandate, mask (laughs) non-mandate, everyone in the country has decided that COVID is done. And so everyone has to go back to work. And I know this is not applying to all companies, but I've definitely just noticed a shift in tone from now that you don't have to make it sound like remote work. Oh, and to be, you know, uh, enticing for people or a nice place to work, a place people are going to want to work. Oh, well, no one else is going to do it. So we don't have to do it. Ignoring Mm -hmm. the fact that you could do it. It would probably save you money in many cases Mm -hmm. and letting people again work effectively and most productively um now it's not necessary because it's not necessary for you to say that it is something that's good right what it is even that phrasing that they use and i hadn't been thinking about this until you you just said it but like the way they're referring to it like companies are referring to it as the return to work as though every one of us hasn't been working. We haven't been stressed out of our goddamn minds this past year. Yeah, none of our work-life balances have completely faded into and, dust. And we're not even talking, we're not even talking as people, none of us have children. Yeah. And and that's a whole other discussion, not to say that people who don't have children don't have stressors and things that they need to balance in their life. Right. But using this as one example, people have been doing all of this with tiny children running around yes. or kids who were trying to do remote school or kids mm-hmm. who, you know, had learning disabilities and needed extra help or people who needed extra help, but really backslid because they couldn't get access to the resources. Oh yeah. People were just sitting on their asses, staring out the window this past yep. year, not working hard at all. Yeah. Just boozing and dreaming. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. I'd like to do yeah, or, that. Or calling it the return to normal when they used to ling- the language used to be the new normal, but now they're mm. just gone straight to back literally, to normal. Literally, we point. were that was also that was also something we talked about at the last podcast that there's 
obviously there's a lot of things that we do want to bring back. I'm not advocating for people being locked up in their houses 24 seven. That's not good or healthy for anybody, mm -hmm. but yeah, all of a sudden it's returned to normal. Weren't we just talking about all of these things that were good that we yeah. learned or came from this again, came from COVID is a little a bit of a stretch, but yeah, exactly. Now that it's not convenient now that mm -hmm. they don't have to say it, but it's yep. with everything. It's with everything. It's always lip service. I mean, yeah. Broadly speaking, like LGBT support, unless like if it makes them money, mm -hmm. like if they can quote unquote pander to you know pander to whatever group versus actually supporting them, mm -hmm. there's a difference. Like I've seen a lot of stuff again around with Pride Month. You know, don't you can do whatever you want, but don't buy Pride stuff from corporations that just care about making a rainbow something for the particular month and then mm -hmm. not actually doing anything about it the rest of the year. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not them supporting you. That's them getting money from you. Absolutely. And on the small, I mean, I guess any size business level, but I'm just thinking from my own experience from small business, you also have the corporations who in their fine print, in their mission statement, it's all about, I don't know, like I'm going to call it the differentiated workplace, but that's not really what I mean. It's like, Oh, everyone has a differentiated workplace. Like we want this, we want this high, like we are here for like, we want to hire regardless of like disability, regardless of like mental mm. illness or whatever. <laughs> but then they Sorry. actually hire an employee who is neurodivergent and they don't set that person up for success. They don't give two craps. And then they just try to let that person go because they're quote unquote difficult. So now well, you're they even make it that far because they'll claim yeah. it's for some other reason. Yeah, they absolutely. They weren't hired for the job. Oh no, it's not. It's but let's be real. Yeah, that's totally it. Yeah, and either they don't see it or they won't see it. Sometimes a combo. No, and not just in like workplaces, but in general involvement. Like if you see, as soon as the CDC changed their language, a lot of people with disabilities are posting about now. All these people who said they would include us even after the pandemic don't care right. like it's they're not no, gonna do remote things they don't have to do it anymore because it was it was lip service because they thought they had to do it yep and that's awful that is capitalism huh capitalism's fun yeah it's uh, and it just i mean i don't know i don't know that a lot of people necessarily thought they were being honest but it's rather disheartening especially because i think there are some companies where you think yeah that checks they don't really seem to be the kind that particularly cares about their workers unless it's convenient for them but truth well and you're yeah. also really seeing that the uh craft beer industry is having a mm. very big sexism and racism kind of come to jesus moment like it's the hollywood mm. me too version for craft beer and it's <laughs> And I think it might take each industry having their individual major legal call outs. Can you say more about that? Yeah, so that it happened almost, was it two weeks ago or last week? I don't know which end is up still. But so somebody in the craft uh, beer industry, she, not an innocent comment, but she kind of just posted a comment asking about racism and um, specifically sexism in the beer industry because that is the most apparent, especially if you work in craft beer and restaurants. And the amount of responses she started getting was just insane. Like they've also created another kind of Instagram account and some hotlines because, you know, there might be legal action and she might be getting defamation lawsuits and, you know, just kind of mentioning these breweries and some hotspot areas that you know are big craft beer areas that are going to kind of be crappy to people like San Diego and Asheville. 
but they're also been highlighting areas, you know, kind of focusing on different areas that come up mm -hmm. a lot that might be a little more surprising, like Philadelphia and Georgia's on the list like this week. So there are people coming forward with their experiences of owners or staff, and even when they've come forward and reported it, most of the time, especially if they're a co-owner or founder, nothing happens. Wow. And some of their beer names are really bad too, and they think it's completely fine. You mean bad, like our like sort of like sexist names or racist sexist names? Sexist and racist, like beer mm. names. and Oh my God. They think it's completely fine to have. And like some, like one brewery, all the staff like stopped brewing until the, you know, owners stepped down. Like they're like, we're not brewing anymore. It's like, it is resulting in a lot of action, but it took this. Wow. Yeah, I think that, oh man, back in the old days where all we used to do is complain about white guys at work. Man, what a time, what a time it was to be alive in yeah. early 2020 uh, or late 2020, whenever it was just like, again, the just like total just, and again, I don't, I'm not white men and white women are guilty of this. Totally. And the total sense of, uh, I want to do this, therefore we're going to do it. This has is not a problem because it doesn't affect me. And I don't even like, I can't even comprehend it affecting anyone or as a white woman i already oh sorry or as a white man i already dealt with sexism so like it's your turn yeah right. it's unbelievable that it has to get to like such extremes and extremes where you have where such extremes that the person who put it together you mentioned is you know worried about getting defamation lawsuits like it has we it has to become a like a a thunderous roar for anyone to even start listening to it. And even then people will dig their heels in mm -hmm. and not, and you know, fight back tooth and nail. Oh, it's and they are like the screenshots that are happening, you know, like I would say like the few, you know, straight white men who are good that are, they've been removing people of color and women from some beer groups because of the discussions happening. Mm -hmm. So they can't even see the responses to what's happening. So those screenshots are coming from, you know, the few decent straight white men that might be out there. Very few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you think like, even then, which I mean, I'm even, even then, like what I'm learning in my anti-racism journey is like, it's, it's really not enough for, for, you know, me to speak on a woman of color's behalf or like a man, a white man to speak on my behalf. They need I'm not going to get, I'm not going to understand without the person experiencing it, mm -hmm. saying it in their own voice. And like, so no matter what, even like the most well-intentioned person on that survey, like probably has some inherent bias that they're not able mm -hmm. to articulate. I mean, just like I do. That's, that's really disappointing. Yeah. So I'm keeping all the screenshots of the breweries that are actually responding so that I can see what they actually end up doing. Yeah. See if I will still consume their beer. Yeah. I respect or, that. Will they, will they take the wait until it blows over route? Or, yeah. It's been varied. Like some, there were a few Georgia breweries that actually responded before Georgia got called out. So I was like, okay, I see this. I see you. That's good. All right. So, so really what will you do? Them. We'll see. Good to <sighs> The, no one, no, no organizations, no groups seem to actually want to take any accountability until a literal internet 
group mob and goes I viral. that term because people go it's cancel culture yeah like literally won't do anything until they go viral and even then it's not a guarantee it's yeah. just basic human decency is not as basic as i think we all wish it would be <laughs> just like common sense common sense isn't common and basic human decency is hardly basic yes oh. wise words dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the more you know <laughs> So we're uh, winding up close-ish to, to, to end time. I hope all the snakes got a, a, a lot of great juicy info out of our snaky podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what month it is anymore, but we're going to still highlight another AAPI support resource. Uh, look for it in the description when it gets post ne posted next week. But it is the Asian American Organizing Project, also known as AAOP, which is a nonpartisan, not-for-profit organization founded in 2014. We will include the links. You can learn, volunteer, donate, and spread the word, baby. Woo! And I, no, I'm not doing it, but my wish for all of you is that you're doing okay and that yes. you're taking care of yourselves and that you're hanging in because things are things seem to be getting better and yet you just wish it was a little bit more of an up, like a straight upward trajectory as opposed to the sort of wibbly wobbly stock markety situation that I think a lot of us feel right now. Absolutely. Y'all stay safe. Take care of each other. Host number three, if there's anything you would like to say to our snakes. <laughs> if y'all can see some sun, walk outside at least for a minute. Mm, get that vitamin D. Yes, get outside. Even if it's just a minute. That's a really good piece of advice. Excellent. Well, we will see you in another uh, two weeks-ish, mm -hmm. hopefully. We don't <laughs> anticipate any more month month breaks. But who's to say? The world is crazy. Who we'll could say? See you in approximately two weeks. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>